millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code gold to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future go to noblegoldinvestments.com now noblegoldinvestments.com this performance may not be indicative of future results investing in precious metals including gold involves risks consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision RPN is not responsible for the views, actions, statements, or opinions of its guests, advertisers, or even its viewers. The information contained in this program is not to be confused with medical or legal advice. An appearance on this platform is not necessarily an endorsement. But as always, we encourage you to do your own research. Enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Red Pill News Live. Vacant eyes and blatant lies look into the eyes of Joseph Robinette Biden and look into the abyss. You guys are having a lovely day. We've got a lot to discuss. Somebody in the chat just said President Trump just posted on Truth Social a expose of sorts on the election fraud in 2020. So I'm trying to get that pulled up, but I can't seem to find the first one. Well, we've got page two, page one. Here we go. All right. He forgot to do a thread. No wonder. All right, well, we'll go ahead and go over this. Thank you very much for bringing it to my attention. Also, I got an email from a viewer down here in Florida who, until yesterday, was an elected official. She wanted me to know what was really going on with Title VI. Now, I had the right idea. The reason it was passed was to ensure that there were no conflicts of interest. But the depths to which they intrude into people's lives, the information they want, that's the problem. And I guess that's why a lot of people have left. So do me a favor. We're going to go over that first, but sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn. And when we get back after this, we'll be into everything else. 
If there is one thing that we can probably agree on, it's that electricity bills are rising at historic rates and there doesn't seem to be any end in sight. You talk to enough people and you're going to soon realize that pretty much everyone is shocked at the size of their power bills. And that's why tens of thousands of people are choosing to use this amazing little device. It's a small but sophisticated gadget that stabilizes the electrical currents in your home, reduces dirty electricity, and helps to protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help dramatically lower energy consumption and ultimately help to reduce your power bills month after month. Simply place your order right now and get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to don'twastepower.com. Once again, that's don'twastepower.com. You can find tons of testimonials from people like you that are already saving money. Click the link in the description below and order now at don'twastepower.com. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, it looks like Andre says that you're starting to see ads on my channel now. That's awesome. If you guys wouldn't mind, uh, maybe watch one of those ads. I, I don't know how that works. I had no idea that Rumble was doing uh, pre-roll ads on their videos now. I'm assuming that that means at some point creators will start getting a revenue split, but that hasn't been discussed with me. So, I guess I'll just hope for the best and, uh, and we'll see how it goes. But that's, uh, that's pretty cool. That's a good thing to know. All right. So let us begin, first of all, uh, by taking a look at this, this thread from President Trump because, um, I, I haven't even seen it yet. This is the first time that I'm going over it, but I figure if it's coming from President Trump and it's about election fraud, obviously this is going to be something we want to know about. <clears throat> so, uh, page one. This is this is from it looks like a file online, but summary of election fraud in the 2020 presidential election in the swing states, which is obviously very important because as we have known and talked about here on the channel, President Trump is polling far beyond anybody else in each and every one of those swing states. I am pleased to share a report that is fully verified. Most of the information was gotten from government sources, tapes and other public records and compiled by the most highly qualified election experts in the country. These numbers are determinative and, in all cases, are hundreds of thousands of votes per swing state more than I needed to win that state. If the Republican Senate does not step forward and address this atrocity, it will happen again and be virtually impossible for Republicans to win elections in the future. Let's go ahead and go back to page two. So, remember, I was not campaigning. The 2020 election was long over. What I was doing is bringing to light the fact that the election was, without question, rigged and stolen. As president and commander-in-chief, it was my duty to do so. If I did not do this, I would have been in violation of my oath of office and the Take Care Clause, which requires the president to take care that laws be faithfully executed. Therefore, I am entitled to total immunity, because that is exactly what I was doing, taking care of our country and guarding it from rigged and stolen elections. Democrats are playing a far different game. They are willing to cheat at levels never seen before. And page three... I could have sworn that there was a page three. One second. Mm, Apparently there isn't a page three, so we got to go through to... Yes, here it is. Here it is. It's coming through a little odd. Page three. Please study these numbers carefully. Analyze what's been done. Keep an open mind and be smart. 
because the Democrats are already trying to do it again. But adding one more weapon, prosecutorial misconduct, using the DOJ, FBI and local attorney generals and DAs to go after crooked Joe Biden's political opponent, me, this is a lethal weapon. But so far, my record poll numbers would indicate that it has backfired on them. The public knows the truth, but Republicans must fight harder and smarter. All right, so let's go ahead and go to page one. And we will go ahead and take a look at the information that President Trump has posted. This is from... A report entitled Summary of Election Fraud in the 2020 Presidential Election in the Swing States. Out of fraud, no action arises. This is a 32-page report, and from at least the first portion, we're going to be looking at Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Michigan. Now, I'm actually not going to belabor. Oh, shucks. Hold on. My monitor just quit working. I'm not going to belabor the point on this because I think each and every one of you is all well aware of the various modalities uh, and methodologies of election fraud that were used to steal the election in 2020. We've talked about it on so many different occasions here. Download linked file, but I am going to download it and I'll go ahead and have it on deck. And once I have an opportunity to look through it, if I find anything that is uh, new to our situation, then, of course, I'll go ahead and let you guys know about it. But it looks like it is a voluminous file. So this is page two. And then let's go to page three. We also have uh, an interview with President Trump and Breitbart that was just published earlier today. We're going to be talking about President Trump's plan to uh, essentially take every single one of these states that normally have been a Democrat uh, stronghold. Uh, and President Trump clearly is operating in a different manner than he was back in 2019, 2020. God dang it. Hold on. Okay, great. We're back. Perfect. All right. So to begin, uh, let's really dive into what's going on with this Form 6. So yesterday when I was asked about it in the chat, the only thing that I had heard was that it was a financial disclosure requirement uh, and local politicians all around Florida uh, for some reason, didn't want to fill out their financials. And so as a result, they were um, stepping away from their positions. Now, what was interesting about it, and I think what allowed me to be kind of swayed one way or the other, is that it seemed like none of the elected politicians wanted to do any interviews. They didn't really want to talk about why it was that they didn't want to fill out this form. And when I looked into it, Form 6 is a standard financial disclosure that is done by all other state politicians here in Florida and also for the elected officials at the at the federal level. So, you know, just kind of offhandedly, I thought, well, you know, maybe it's got something to do with corruption. Uh, That was the most likely thing, uh, because I had also read that the reason this was passed, it was because they wanted to ensure that there were no conflicts of interest. Like I said yesterday, if you are an elected official for one of these small or local principalities, you come into the city council, you're a small town mayor, uh, and it's pretty easy to do those pay to play schemes like we saw Joe Biden essentially run his entire career in elected office. Uh, However, I got this email from a viewer, and I'm just going to read the email. I'm going to take any identifying information out. Uh, But 
it gave me a new perspective on it because I, I wasn't aware of some of the requirements that this Form 6 was asking for. So uh, this viewer says, I'm a longtime listener. Uh, I'd love for you to look into the Form 6 issue happening here in Florida. I gave my resignation to the city I was elected to represent this past Friday. I don't think people are aware of how detrimental this issue is in terms of the people who are resigning. Most uh, of, of those resigning that I know, many are MAGA, not necessarily all, but a good portion of them. The form not only puts our lives at risk due to the itemized way that we are to list our assets, including their firearms. This was something that I was quite shocked to learn. Any physical assets over $1,000 in value, they have to declare them. I feel like that is a gross invasion of privacy. So, you know, maybe you've got uh, some nice tools in your workshop. Maybe you've got a computer. You've got a television. you got to tell them about every single thing in your possession that's worth more than $1,000. You know, I could understand if they were only asking for, like, you know, specific dollar amounts on your bank accounts. But to to actually have to register your firearms, there's something odd going on here. So my viewer continues, uh, ultimately, it opens us up to having to provide access to our homes and businesses to outside auditors if anyone determines that they think we didn't disclose anything. That right there is a gross violation of your personal privacy. To think that you get elected to represent a city, say you are America first, you are 100% Trump supporter, you are a populist, you're nationalist, and you're hoping to bring about change locally. Make the business and the economy thrive for the people that you are elected to represent. A communist Democrat decides that they don't like the job you're doing. And so this is a big target that could be used to put on the back of somebody who's hoping to take down a political enemy. Even if you've done nothing wrong, you still have to open your home and your business to an outside auditor to come in and physically catalog all of the things that are of value. What if you forget, I don't know, your grandma's wedding ring or something like that? It just doesn't occur to you. Who knows? But... <clears throat> Uh, the viewer continues, I have a teenage daughter and two beautiful grandchildren from my adult son. If someone decided after seeing my net worth, which is considerable with two businesses and four properties, that they wanted to target my family, it would be quite easy with my home address listed, along with the value of all of my belongings inside the homes and the balance of my bank accounts. So this actually puts your home address and all of the properties that you own, uh, as well as your bank values and the values of all of the property inside your home, it puts it in a public form so that if anybody did want to target you, you know, let's say that you publicly say as mayor of, I don't know, Leesburg, Florida, you're going to be going on vacation for a week. Well, now the bad people know that your home is going to be empty for a week. They also know exactly what you own. Well, geez, you know, I want to get that gun. I want to get that that jet ski, et cetera, et cetera. So they could just come right in and take it. Uh, now, continuing on, 
uh, those of us who decided to serve our communities for very little and in some conser- in some communities, zero. Some of these people are not paid at all. Uh, this form jeopardizes our safety. I-, I reached out to woke societies as well, and I'm hoping that one of you will look into this and give voice to the reasons that many of us are resigning. Now, right now, many of the people on our side are believing this is a great thing and that the resignations are a sign of corruption, but that's actually far from the truth. And I have to admit, that's exactly what I thought when I heard about this. Uh, now, uh, they continue that, um, hold on self. Ah, yes. Okay. So if you decide that it's something to cover, do me a favor and look at what they're requiring to be disclosed and think about how you'd feel putting that information up about yourself. This person ran for office in 2022 because they were motivated by me and by other online voices calling us who had been who had come awake to all of the BS to get involved in local government. Luckily, I was well known in my small community because I had been working in an industry for almost 20 years. Uh, and, uh, also in some other local endeavors, I don't want to say anything that will, um, uh, I yeah, I don't want to say anything that will identify them. Uh, this person was learning a lot in their role as a council member and looking forward to the remaining three years on that term. Uh, but the infringement by our government and what they are doing to us, uh, to those of us who, who speak about what we believe, this disclosure would provide them the ability to come into any of our, any of our homes and audit all my personal belongings and fine them up to $20,000 if they believe or claim that they have lied. So, <clears throat> Uh, they are, they didn't want me to necessarily read this, but, uh, they, uh, they did just want me to go ahead and talk about it. But so you would, they, they would not have to, they would not have to make like a formal request. Uh, all they would do, uh, would just be to show up, uh, and demand all of your information and, uh, and they could do it quite pretty easily because they have the name, they have all the money in the bank accounts, they have an itemized list of every single piece of property in your home. Uh, now, prior to this, uh, they say that uh, my home address would be disclosed if someone asked the city, but now it would be right there along with all my list of assets. Um, and apparently there has been some loss in this family, and so this they are very protective of their family. Uh, there are way too many crazy people out there. They continue right now, and being in the public eye, it doesn't take much for someone to get angry at a decision I may make. What would stop them from showing up in my home or stalking my child? Yes, this is the worst-case scenario, I'm thinking, but after the last four years, how can I think that it's not in the realm of possibility? And I have to say, I absolutely agree. It is within the realm of possibility. Uh, And for all of this information, very private, specific financial information to be out there in the public, I I do feel like this is uh, an invasion of privacy. You know, it would be one thing if they just listed their gross net assets, but to list the value of every single thing that they have. I just feel that that is, uh, that's not fair. Uh, and so I was able to find a, a PowerPoint, uh, discussion talking about this. This is actually coming from, uh, the, uh, the Florida Commission on Ethics. This is the state government commission that put together, uh, the information, uh, about, uh, what every single elected official needs to do. <clears throat> And it's an electronic form, and as such, uh, all of the forms, again, are available electronically. It makes it very easy for anybody to find your information. Uh, and if you don't file it on time, then you get fined $25 a day. Uh, and 
you will continue to be fined until the information is put in. And I just feel like it's just not a very, very good or fair thing to do to people who are simply uh, trying to serve their communities. There has to be a better way to go around getting a an insurance that you're not going to have a conflict of interest uh, with your local government, with your local businesses. Uh, I, I just I don't believe that this is the way to do it. So. Um, you know, I, in looking at just the, the coverage that was happening down here, I mean, I just saw the same thing. Uh, various mayors, city council members uh, essentially saying that this is going to leave vacancies all over Florida because a lot of people feel the same way that my viewer did. Uh, and uh, this is obviously something that they don't agree with. Um, they used to have to fill out something called a Form 1. Uh, but now the Form 6 is the same one that the state officials have to do. Uh, and it uh, also asks them, again, uh, to disclose everything over $1,000. The original form was everything over $10,000. So this almost seems like an opportunity for the government to just get a better handle on exactly what it is that you own and uh, perhaps uh, make them decide exactly what they're going to come in and take from you at the end of the day. So I want to thank uh, the viewer who sent me that personal testimonial. Thank you for giving me the perspective on what's really going on with Form 6. And, you know, I would I would encourage anybody here to uh, continue to think about getting involved in your local political scene. Uh, I know that perhaps many of you would not feel comfortable signing this stuff uh, up and putting it on the Internet. But at the point, at the end of the day, we are going to have lefties who decide that they want to go ahead and do this. Um, the best thing that I can possibly say is that uh, you are not guaranteed safety anywhere that you go. I understand being paranoid about people having your address. Uh, that's obviously something that you think about when you're a semi-public person like this. Uh, but for elected officials, um, that's just going to happen. It's going to be a, a part of it. And I, I think perhaps maybe there are some extenuating circumstances in this particular instance. Uh, but if you are somebody who's running for office, remember that. Remember that. You're going to have to think about your security and your safety in just a, a slightly different term than you do right now. So, again, anybody thinking about getting into politics, make sure that you own guns as well. And uh, let's go ahead and continue and see what's going on here in Ohio. <clears throat> well, actually, let me see. Um, let me see what's going on here in the chat. I want to see what you guys think about this stuff. Ruby was going around telling everybody Obama knows exactly what he's doing. My phone is so bad right now. You're talking... I remember when everybody was saying Rubio is a good guy, and I never thought Rubio was a good guy, so I don't know what other people were saying about him. Okay. Mike DeWine, you know? Mike DeWine, obviously, Republican governor of the state of Ohio. Uh, I lived part-time in Ohio, so I thought about Mike DeWine every now and then. Uh, but Mike DeWine really let down children and families in the state of Ohio. Recently, he just vetoed a bill that was passed by the Ohio State Legislature, which would block children from being able to have gender mutilation surgeries. Well, it turns out that Mike DeWine, as a politician, had accepted $40,000 from a series of pro-trans hospitals. And you have to wonder, is that the reason why, why at the end of the day, he chose not to sign that bill? Uh, it was actually a veto. And so this bill, which would have sought to prohibit these gender-affirming 
cares and surgeries to minors and to restrict transgender athletes participation in girls and women's sports. Uh, Mike DeWine decided that, hey, you know what, it's a better idea to just have uh, grown men, uh, natural born men in the same locker room as uh, your 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 child, your little girl. And uh, also to take their dreams if they're interested in sports. They don't have to worry about being involved in sports anymore because they're going to suck compared to a guy. A guy is always going to beat a woman at sports. And we can take a look at professional women's soccer. Remember when those 12-year-old boys kicked the crap out of Megan Rapinoe and those girls? I mean, they're pretty good if they're playing a woman. But if they have to play a bunch of uh, prepubescent and even teenaged boys, uh, they really don't stack up. So, what did Bill House Bill 68 do? Well, it was a proposal to ban physicians from providing the gender-affirming care, such as puberty blockers, uh, hormone therapy, uh, and, of course, it would have prohibited surgeries as well. Uh, the gender reassignment surgeries, that's the most important because that is something you cannot reverse. You know, one of the really tragic things uh, about this gender-affirming care is that when they start children off as early as possible, they're... Their secondary sex characteristics never develop, and so it's easier to make them look like a boy or a girl if they are a girl or a boy. But it also causes complications in terms of these surgeries. And in my opinion, it is uh, full-on medical malpractice. But DeWine told supporters that he thought that the ban would do more harm than good. I don't understand how banning gender mutilation surgeries on children would do more harm than actually performing gender mutilation surgeries on children. But he said these are complex issues, and he's kind of a weasel, don't you think? And reasonable people draw vastly different conclusions. No, Mike, no, I'd say that reasonable people draw the same conclusion. Boys should not be in girls' bathrooms. Boys should not be in girls' locker rooms. Boys should not play girls' sports. Why? Because they have an advantage. Children should not have their genitals turned inside out and sewn up to look like some sort of Frankensteinian Gordian knot. But, he says, this bill would impact a very small number of Ohio's children. But for those children who face gender dysphoria, for their families, the consequences of this could not be more profound. When in in reality, the truth is that more often than not, Children who are given this gender-affirming care at an early age end up with profound mental illness, and quite often they end up uh, suiciding themselves. Ultimately, I believe this is about protecting human life. Many parents have told me that their child would not have survived, would be dead today, if they had not received the treatment they received from one of Ohio's children's hospitals. I would love to hear from the kids who kill themselves after having their penises cut off. Oh, we can't hear from them. Because they had their penises cut off and then they killed themselves because they couldn't go back to being a boy. This is the thing. All of this is going to be one-sided. You're going to have a whole host of non-governmental organizations, ACLU, these various organizations. They're going to bring together the kids, the ones who are the successes. Sure, they're successful right then when they're getting the praise from their parents telling them that, oh, you know, you did such a good job. You're a beautiful woman now. Of course, they're going to say, yeah, this is great, you know, but what happens when they're 22, 24, 25, and they're like, I effed up. 
Like, this is not good. I really, really messed up, and I can't go back. There's nothing I can do to change it. He said, I've also been told by those who are now grown adults, but for this care, they would have taken their own lives when they were teenagers. All right, well... Uh, I, I tend to doubt that as well. You know, I mean, gender affirming care was like it wasn't ex- in existence a couple of years ago, you know, and, and there were plenty of people who transitioned when they got to the age of 18 uh, and plenty of people who transitioned successfully when they got to the age of 18. Uh, the, the, the issue here is children whose brains haven't fully formed. The issue here is biological males. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com A human catastrophe is closing in. Nobody knows how far this one is going to go. You can feel the heat as tension is rising globally. War is expensive. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA today, and you can claim a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin. Just use the promo code GOLD. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Being in a bathroom or a locker room with girls. The issue is a biological male 
beaten the tar out of a girl's sports opponent. Penny Whitbrot says, actually, Zach, even the puberty blockers are irreversible. Oh, okay. I wasn't aware of that. I mean, it's definitely still not something that I think you should do. But Penny says they are not, they are irreversible neurologically. The body's natural sex hormones work to mature the brain in many ways, thus the odd behavior in the trans community. Well, I don't doubt it. So let's see. Why did Mike make this decision? Well, between 2018 and 2023, he received a total of $40,300 from the Ohio Children's Hospital Association, Cincinnati Children's Nationwide Children's Hospital, uh, and ProMedica Children's Hospital. The OCHA donated $10,000 to Mike DeWine and John Hutsted Transition Fund. On December 28th, 2018. Then another $10,000 on December 7th, 2022. This transition fund allows candidates to spend donations for transition activities and inaugural celebrations. Is there supposed to be a joke in there? People who are transitioning children, donating to a transitioning fund, transitioning politicians? I don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. I think this is a really bad idea. And I think that the development of one's brain, uh, yeah, that cannot be uh, uh, overstated in terms of its importance. Uh, it's a whole package, guys. I mean, like, your brain does not exist in a vacuum outside of your body. Your body does not exist in a vacuum outside of your brain. Uh, these things have to work in harmony. And if they are cutting off parts of you, giving you ex, uh, what is it called? It's like uh, exogenous hormones. If they're giving you puberty blockers, it's going to mess everything up. You know what else it's messed up is the beer market. 2023. And and you know what? Good for you, America. You guys know that I'm six years sober as of January 21st. But a lot of other Americans are apparently getting sober as well. This was the lowest consumption level for beer in 25 years. And I would say that the Dylan Mulvaney trans beer fiasco had a lot to do with it. It was only April. Only April when Dylan Mulvaney strutted out with that blue evening gown dress on, holding a can of Bud Light, telling America that times have changed. Well, you know what? America told Budweiser that times indeed have changed because we are not going to be subject to drinking piss out of an aluminum can any longer. I hope that those people just walked away from the beer market because I truly do believe that your brain works much more harmoniously with your body when there's no alcohol to cloud your judgment or poison your perception. So the uh, sales of Bud Light uh, as of December 9th were down a total of 28% from the previous year. And I remember back when I drank, I drank a lot during the holidays. Everybody drank a lot during the holidays, but I was an alcoholic, so maybe other people don't drink as much as I did during the holidays. But, you know, a man's got to do something to keep himself warm. So anyways, people just walked away from the beer market. Now, is that only reflective in the rejection of Budweiser and their brands? Is it a rejection of beer altogether? I I would have to say it's also probably a commentary on the state of the economy because when you start having no extra income in your bank account, the first thing that goes is going to be the purchases that you don't absolutely need. Case in point, you may have noticed that I'm not drinking bangs anymore. Uh, well, there's a couple of different reasons, but one of them 
is that I need to save money. And so I'm drinking coffee because I got a ton of it in the fridge. So as much as I love bangs, as much as I love the fizzy drinks, uh, I love to be able to buy the other things that I need to run my household uh, and my business here. So I'm going to drink all of the coffee until the coffee's gone, and then I'll go ahead and reevaluate where we're at. <clears throat> In the meantime, and I got a lot of coffee. Let me be, let me be very clear. I've got pounds and pounds of coffee that people have sent me over the years. Okay, uh, let's see. But uh, I think that this is truly, at the end of the day, a commentary on the economy. People's inability to purchase things that they don't really need to survive. I think that, truthfully, when we reach the end of this sad, sordid timeline here in the United States of America, uh, people are going to have reevaluated the way they live their lives, and hopefully they're going to move forward in a healthier manner. Uh, this is uh, something that I would suggest everybody do. If you think you might have a problem drinking, well, think about giving it up. You're probably going to feel a lot better. I know that I did. Uh, so I mentioned yesterday, uh, Dave Chappelle's new special. I didn't get a chance to watch it last night. I forgot that I was going to be on Baseless Conspiracies and we didn't get off until, oh, you know, around midnight. <clears throat> but allegedly Dave Chappelle brought the goods and he made another joke that really riled up the trans community, the alphabet and people. Norm- so we're going to go ahead and listen Which to Which I'll it. never forget is he knew that I was the biggest Jim Carrey fan in the world. Now, I'm not going to go all into it, but Jim Carrey is talented in a way that you can't practice or rehearse. What a God-given talent. I was fascinated with him. And Norm knew that. And he called me up and he goes, Dave, um, he says, I'm doing a movie with Jim Carrey. Um, do you want to meet him? And I said, fuck, yes, I do. And it was the first time I could remember since my father died being excited. And the movie was called Man on the Moon. I didn't know any of this. And in this movie, Jim Carrey was playing another comedian I admired, the late, great Andy Kaufman. Yes, and Jim Carrey was so immersed in that role that from the moment he woke up to the time he went to bed at night, he would live his life as Andy Kaufman. I didn't know that. When they said cut, this nigga was still (laughs) Andy Kaufman. So much so that everybody on the crew called him Andy. I didn't know any of that. I just went there to meet him, and when he walked into the room where we were supposed to meet, I screamed, Jim Carrey! And everyone said, no! (laughs) Call him Andy. And I didn't understand. And then he came over and he was acting weird. I didn't know he was acting like Andy Kaufman. He's just like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, hello. (laughs) Andy? Now, in hindsight, how fucking lucky am I? that I got to see one of the greatest artists of my time immersed in one of his most challenging processes ever. Very lucky to have seen that. But as it was happening, (laughs) I was very disappointed. (laughs) Because I wanted to meet Jim Carrey, and I had to pretend this nigga was Andy Kaufman. (laughs) All afternoon. (laughs) He was clearly Jim Carrey. I could look at him and I could see He was Jim Carrey. Anyway, I say all that to say, that's how trans people make me feel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. So good. And that's true. 
That's exactly it. Have you guys ever been out someplace in public and somebody pulls a it's a ma'am on you or why do you think I'm a woman? What makes you think that I identify as a man? And you're just like, oh, my God, you know, not not this again. I do not want to get into this conversation. Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, Zach, they are trying hard to make Dave Chappelle's new special hard to get. I had to play it with the title and his name to Jack Sparrow in it. Uh, sorry, what, when you say play, I mean, are you talking about like, were you streaming Dave Chappelle's special or? Uh, Gus, I, I'm not preaching at anybody, uh, buddy. Uh, all I'm doing is talking about my own experience. So, like I said, if if you think you have a problem drinking, then, you know, just give it a try. Mm. I could give a shit whether or not you drink, because it absolutely has no effect on me. And I wouldn't ask you to not drink if you were at my house. Uh, actually, probably if you were at my house. But if I went to your house, uh, if we went out someplace, I'd go to a bar and watch you drink. I, I could care less. It has no bearing on me and my life. The only thing that has any bearing on me and my life are the decisions that I make for myself. Uh, and so all I'm trying to give is my own personal perspective. And... At the end of the day, it's about trust, isn't it? At least that's what the World Economic Forum wants you to know. This new meeting that they're set to have in Davos here very soon in 2024, the World Economic Forum's annual conclave of globalist elites in Davos, Switzerland, taking place later this month. The organizers say it's about trust. Trust in the WEF. Trust in Klaus Schwab. Trust in... The Great Reset. Well, they have released what is a partial outline of what is on the agenda at what is expected to be a mostly closed-door event, the 54th annual meeting of the World Economic Forum. In that reveal, it said it will provide a crucial space to focus on the fundamental principles driving trust, including transparency, consistency, and accountability. What does that really mean? Driving trust. They want you to trust them, the controllers. What do they have to do to convince you that, hey, I want to eat bugs. Hey, it sounds like a great idea to me to live in a five by five tiny studio apartment. Uh, maybe I don't even want to eat meat ever again, or perhaps I want to pay for the right to breathe. These are the types of things that the World Economic Forum would like for you to trust them on. Consistency, transparency, and accountability. The exact opposite of everything that the current authoritarian, corrupt regime in Washington, D.C. is all about. They're about anything but. And you have to believe that the New World Order government structure that the World Economic Forum is a part of is the exact same way. So in this introduction, it goes on to discuss how government officials from all over the world will be there alongside other unelected representatives, people who have no business telling the public what to do, how to feel, what to think or say, any of those things. But all of them having one thing in common, they're going to be shaping the world of tomorrow. Well, let me tell you, not if I can have anything to do with it. I'm not interested in these people telling me what to do. 
And I hope that somebody pissed in their crab bisque. I'm just going to be really honest here. The annual meeting will welcome over 100 governments, all major international organizations, a thousand forums partners, as well as civil society leaders, experts, youth representatives, social entrepreneurs, and news outlets. They boasted on their website. So just who is attending? And how will they achieve their lofty goals? It's still to be determined because the meeting hasn't taken place yet. However, critics of the World Economic Forum, which I would hazard a guess you are one of them, are quick to point out the numerous hypocrisies that are involved in this event. So this meeting usually has some sort of a grab bag of issues that they discuss uh, in their hundreds of public sessions. But then they also have the more secretive backroom deal making between these unelected bureaucrats and the global leaders. And then, of course, the business leaders as well. These are the places which take place in the very posh Davos Promenade. Uh, this is uh, a series of hotels, which is very near to the conference center. It's going to be hosting the gathering now. If we go back in time, uh, Klaus Schwab took $6,000 in seed money back in 1971, and he transformed the World Economic Forum from a humble gathering of academics into the largest brainwashing and uh, global transformation organization in the world, because now they're raking in nearly $400 million annually. And of course, because they are the World Economic Forum, their whole goal is to control the economic power of the entire world, and along with it, the political and social scenes as well. People like George Soros will certainly be there, even though he just got swatted. Unfortunately, George wasn't home at the time, so nothing happened, but we should be so lucky. Obviously, I don't trust the WEF. I don't think anybody here should trust the WEF, and I find it uh, pretty difficult to believe that the world at large thinks at this point that the World Economic Forum is anything other than a vehicle to force you to eat bugs, take uh, unregistered and un safe vaccines, uh, genetic modification therapies, and uh, at some point be melded full on with AI and computers. I'm not there. I'm not I'm not there for that at all. <laughs> Gelios or is it Gelio Humberto? Those sickos would enjoy the piss in their bisque. <laughs> they probably would. I'm, you know, you know, for a normal person, that sounds like a terrible thing, but they would probably savor it. Mm. What is what is that aftertaste? What's that bouquet? Hmm. <sighs> Has a, a, a hint of, uh, of rosé or something. I don't know. All right. So. I told you guys as soon as I learned anything about the Epstein uh, information that was going to be coming out, I would bring it to you. There is still no new information coming out about the Epstein information. Uh, we are still waiting, and places all over the Internet continue to write articles acting like something new has happened or just suggesting that we're waiting. Everyone's still waiting. You're going to continue to wait. Because it hasn't been dropped yet. Now, I did think that this was an interesting article from Paul Saran, kind of going through some of the specifics about Bill Clinton and the claims that are made against him in this uh, document that's come out of the Virginia Giuffre Ghislaine Maxwell trial, which at this point was held a couple of years ago now because Giuffre sued Maxwell for defamation and she got a financial settlement, likely the last of Ghislaine Maxwell's money at the time, because the rest of it was probably spent on defending herself in criminal court. 
Now, ever since that time, uh, it's been bandied about that this information is going to come out. We've had numerous news infor- news outlets. We've had no- numerous individuals that maybe are involved with the case in one way or another. They're attempting to get this information out. What everybody really wants to know is who were the visitors to Jeffrey Epstein's island? Pedophile Island, the place where Jeffrey Epstein would traffic his wealthy friends and, and, and business associates with these young children and uh, unfortunate sex trafficking victims that he would keep isolated and essentially imprisoned in a sex slave type scenario. Now, there was a comment from a representative of Bill Clinton, which essentially was a reiteration of a statement that was given in 2019 that Bill Clinton knows nothing about the terrible crimes of Jeffrey Epstein, knows nothing about what he pled guilty for in Florida some years ago, that uh, doesn't know anything about what happened in New York. Obviously, he said, I don't know anything about his death. He actually he didn't throw that in there. That was me throwing that in there. But there was also the confirmation from Bill Clinton's people that Jeffrey Epstein's plane had taken Bill Clinton to a number of different places, but his staff was there and nothing untoward happened. Uh, however, he claims to have not gone to Little St. James Island. The truth about that remains to be seen because Bill Clinton is mentioned in the lawsuit. However, it's also alleged that there are no specific allegations of wrongdoing. However, Jeffrey did say that she met Bill Clinton on the island. So if there is some other specific details that can tie Bill Clinton to the pedophile island and uh, actually prove him as a liar, as many of us know him to be, then, of course, that's going to be explosive. Because uh, in a manuscript for her book that actually was called The Billionaire Playboys Club, uh, Virginia Roberts, also Virginia Jeffrey, uh, described the time that she met Bill Clinton on the island. She said, Jeffrey wanted his evening massage, leaving our guest house of honor to find company elsewhere. Strolling into the darkness with two beautiful girls around either arm, Bill Clinton seemed content to retire for the evening. Now, we don't know the age of those women. Jeffrey said at one time in the past that they were young women. In this passage right here, it makes them sound as if they could just be uh, young, but, but how young? Two beautiful girls. I mean, to describe them as beautiful, I, I I would prefer that maybe she used a different descriptor so that we could determine, you know, hey, they looked like they were teenagers or something like that. But, you know, Bill Clinton only claims to have flown on the plane a handful of times, but we know that it's, uh, you know, over two dozen times, at least 26 times. And uh, he was also photographed on a number of occasions with people who were specifically sex trafficked. So, As we know it right now, Bill Clinton is probably going to get some attention when this information comes out. We're still waiting for it. Uh, Also, Newsweek had reported that back in 2020, Doug Band, who was a former associate of Clinton, had told Vanity Fair that Jeffrey Epstein's island had, in fact, been inhabited on at least one occasion by former President Clinton. He gave a long interview to Vanity Fair. And he claimed that this specific trip that Doug Band uh, accompanied Bill Clinton to the island on was back in January 2003, but that he did not accompany on the next visit. Uh, Hold on a second. Band claimed the trip took place in January 2003. I guess Band says that he wasn't with him. But this article pretty much uh, discusses Doug Band's fallout with the Clintons. uh, So that's obviously why he decided to go ahead and talk about it now. Uh, Band told me he had been trying to push 
Epstein out of Clinton's orbit ever since their much-discussed 2002 trip to Africa. That was the one with uh, Chris Tucker and uh, Kevin Spacey. Uh, and, of course, uh, that was a good move on Doug Band's part. He knew how bad Jeffrey Epstein was. But Clinton kept socializing with Jeffrey Epstein. For him to suggest that he really didn't know Jeffrey Epstein that well, well, there was a money trail going back and forth between the two of them. In 2006, Epstein donated $25,000 to the Clinton Foundation. Clinton made more than two dozen trips on his private airplane right around that time. Uh, We have the information on the flight logs. And then in January 2003, according to... Clinton's former associate, Doug Band, Clinton visited Epstein's private Caribbean island, Little St. James, also known as Pedophile Island. It was one of the few trips where Band declined to go. Looks like Band knew that Jeffrey Epstein was bad news and he did not want to get caught up in some sort of blackmail scheme. Uh, so now we have multiple people saying that Clinton has been to the island. Bill Clinton himself says that he hasn't. So obviously we need some clarification on that. Let me say thank you real quick to Johnny Dangerously over here on thepilled.net. Thank you very much to Porpoiseful. Hello, Zach. Thank you for all your great work. I appreciate you. Thank you to FilterDog1. Says, calling BS transparency is the only way for accountability. I absolutely agree with you. Redeemed Patriot. Thank you very much for that cookie. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. 12 Fruits says, praising God, we are on the downhill slide of this Democrat takeover. Happy New Year, everyone. Filter Dog One says, this makes things clearer. Thank you for covering Form 6. Well, thank you very much for actually prompting me to even start thinking about it yesterday. Mofo says, Fed 18 will be 40 year sober. Thank you, Lord. Good for you. February 18th, I will be 40 years sober. Dang, 40 years, Mo. That's awesome. Sean Joe, thank you very much for the two cookies. Askwatch, good to see you. Thank you for the can. And then Sean Sean Joe, thank you for the can as well. Appreciate you guys. Let me go ahead and jump on over to the next story, which is also about Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, if you were watching Baseless Conspiracies last night, you may have seen John and I played this clip. It's an interesting clip. Uh, Tucker Carlson is allegedly interviewing Mark Epstein, the brother of the formerly living Jeffrey Epstein. And apparently this video shows Mark Epstein attempting to obtain Jeffrey Epstein's pre-hospital records. So Tucker Carlson said that he's going to be starting off the new year with this interview. Uh, and in this video clip, he is attempting to obtain any pre-hospital care reports from the emergency medical staff members who removed Jeffrey Epstein's body from that prison cell. What's weird is that they don't seem to have anything that he's looking for. So let's go ahead and take a look. And uh, I'll be looking forward to getting this interview in its entirety and taking a look at it. Here we go. Lower lower Manhattan. Okay, but as of right now, you're telling me you can't find the PCR report. Not for the 10th of August, 2019. No, not in, it's not in the fire department database. I don't know why. If it's supposed to be there, we'll find out. But first, you've got to get the letters of administration before you can take them anywhere. Yeah, you see, because the date on here is the, the 10th of 19th. That's the day they found him, they took him, and, they, and he was dead. Well, then they might have taken him directly to the morgue. So no, I, he was in the hospital. I have photographs of him in the hospital, too. Oh, well, I'm, I, you, you didn't tell me that. I'm, yeah. I'm just going by. Yeah, no, no, I understand. I'm just trying to explain yeah. what I know. Yeah, well, I don't know what happened, but uh, so far, he's not in the fire department database. I don't know why. I just want to say, 
Isn't it a little fishy that they don't have the records they're supposed to have? Doesn't that kind of insinuate that maybe what happened to Jeffrey Epstein isn't what we've been told? I mean... I don't think any of us here would be surprised if that were the case. Uh, you know, I think I said yesterday that I would be not shocked to learn that Jeffrey Epstein was living in a hidey hole in the West Bank or living in a kibbutz somewhere in Gaza. Uh, but, you know, obviously somewhere in the nation of Israel, larger uh, area, so to speak, that would not surprise me at all. Um. But they have a private unit at the scene. And uh, could they have taken him somewhere? Well, see, he, he has a photograph of the fire department personnel. That doesn't that generate documentation. That's yeah. just a photograph. Yeah. But what did he say? I couldn't hear. He said that because you see the fire department. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill which may never exist. But believe it or not, I may have found the next best thing. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviewers can't be wrong. Simply place your order now to get 51% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com. www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Because you see the fire department personnel there, that doesn't mean they provided documentation. They told me they did. (laughs) I spoke to them. Yeah. So records are missing. They are alleged to have been created, but they're not being maintained where they're supposed to. Hmm. Nothing strange here. Who were the ones who suggested I get the PCR reports? Mm -hmm. Well... Well, they're saying one thing, but the computer is saying something else. Yeah. Well, since I heard that with my own ears, I believe them, and I don't know why someone played with the computer, and it's not there. I'm just telling you the situation. I'm not saying either way. I'm just saying the computer is saying one thing, and the information you got from them is different. Right. So what the computer computer is saying is that it doesn't have a record of this. That's that's what I'm trying to tell you, yes. And I don't know why, uh, what's going on. Well, I can tell you what's going on. There's a cover-up. Because either Jeffrey Epstein has been spirited away to some far-flung location where he can be kept safe or perhaps maybe even under lock and key because he's got a lot of testifying to do, or he was murdered by the Clintons and they just don't want any of the information to get out. Uh, all right, so... Uh, let's go ahead and move past the Jeffrey Epstein story. And, of course, as I said, uh, anytime I get it, we'll go ahead and be going over it here. Um, this was uh, something that I just wanted to put out there because I don't know that everybody knows about this. Uh, but I have mentioned it a number of times on the show. Many years ago, I read a book that was written by James Patterson about Jeffrey Epstein's crimes in Palm Beach in the mid-2000s and his prosecution. And, of course, the cover-up that was done by the federal government, local police, and, of course, the FBI. Uh, in this book, they discuss the fact that Donald Trump not only kicked Jeffrey Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago, uh, that he was not close with him. It discusses the specifics of him flying back and forth from New Jersey to Palm Beach. It also discusses the fact that Jeffrey Epstein 
was not a, a friend of Bill, or excuse me, was not a friend of Donald Trump because Donald Trump was the only one to talk to Virginia Jaffray's lawyers to sit down with them and, and just give them an open, honest accounting of exactly what happened and what he knew about Jeffrey Epstein and uh, the types of things that he was involved with. Not a one of Donald, excuse me, not a one of Jeffrey Epstein's many associates, people who have been accused of doing something wrong or not, have done that. They have not been willing to put their necks on the line. Donald Trump, my friends, is 100% a good dude. And for anybody who has any inclination of attempting to peg Donald Trump and Jeffrey Epstein together, uh, I would suggest that you play them this clip right here, which is Virginia Jaffray's lawyer talking about President Trump being the only one to give him any information to be forthright. Obviously, our current president has had relationships with Epstein in the past, and there are those, uh, Katie Johnson and maybe other victims, who accuse Trump of being involved in things like this. Um, in my experience, Trump supporters will not listen to anything along those lines. Obviously, we're not a court of law here right now, but are those claims of those, though that case was dropped? It was dropped before it went to, to court. In your opinion as a lawyer and your experience, is there anything you can say as to the validity of those claims or whether or not there will be any, you know, any... Okay, so let me just say, this kid is not a Trump supporter. He's hoping to have a gotcha moment with Donald Trump that he can play to Trump supporters and make it look like Donald Trump did something wrong, although he never did. And he's about to get the shock of his life. More about that. Nothing at all. I, the only thing that I can say about President Trump is that he is the only person who, in 2009, when I served a lot of subpoenas on a lot of people, or at least gave notice to some pretty uh, connected people that I was going, that I wanted to talk to them, he is the only person who picked up the phone and said, "Let's just talk. I'll give you as much time as you want. I'll tell you what you need to know," and was very helpful in the information that he gave. And gave no indication whatsoever that he was involved in anything untoward whatsoever. But had good information that checked out and that helped us. And that we didn't have to take a, a, a deposition of him. And that was in 2009? That was in 2009. So, Do you know if there's any truth to James Patterson's claims that Trump kicked Epstein out of Mar-a-Lago? I've definitely heard that. Yep, that's right. Donald Trump, the only guy to kick Don... To kip- Jeffrey Epstein out of his club, the only guy to give any information of use to lawyers that could use it, the only guy to actually work to distance himself from Jeffrey Epstein in any way. Everybody else continued to hang out with him. Bill Clinton continued to get massages and go to his brownstone and hang out with him in social circles. Bill Clinton continued to do the same thing. All of these other people are Deeply invested in what Jeffrey Epstein was doing, and I guarantee you that there is blackmail material on them. Let me say Fredo Awakening has a slightly different opinion. Slick Willie has an impeccable record up to this point, so there's no reason not to trust him. Plus, his wife is salt of the earth. Who doesn't sacrifice a chicken to Moloch every now and then? That's right, and a goat for that matter. Andre2121 says Hillary couldn't tell <laughs> Hillary couldn't sell pussy to a troop train, which is probably my favorite favorite Bill Clinton quote. Meanwhile, Bill was buying that from the Epstein plane. Funny how that works, huh? Uh, yes. 
And then Sterling Cannabis says, improve your health in 2024, work with a naturopath nutritionist. In nine months, I have lost 61 pounds by eating a diet developed for my personal metabolism. My energy levels are amazing. That's great to hear, Sterling. Awesome stuff, man. Glad to hear it. Very, very cool. And I would uh, second that as well, that uh, you uh, definitely can take your health in a different direction if you eat right for your type. All right, so let's real quick take a break for the second half of the show. We're going to be right back in just a moment. So recently, I've told you guys about a breakthrough new anti-aging remedy that I've been using that keeps me energized all day long. I just take a teaspoonful of C60 Evo olive oil in the morning, and I notice better mental focus, flexibility, and physical endurance. Now, it's rare to feel improvements this quickly. I also end up sleeping deeper at night, so it's really helpful. Their peptide and ESS60 hair and lotion renewal formulas are exceptional because they really work. And C60 Evo's lab has been manufacturing this Nobel Prize winning miracle molecule for 32 years in their Houston, Texas Patriot-owned lab. ESS60 is the upgraded version of the Carbon 60 molecule. It's specifically made for both people and pets. It's a potent and effective way for people's lives to be improved all around the world. So maximize your health and enjoy noticeable results with C60 Evo organic edible oils, skin serums, and pet products. You can buy with confidence from C60 Evo, and you can use my personal code for a discount at checkout. Simply go to c60evo.com forward slash redpill78. And then when you're there, use code redpill78 for an additional 10% off your entire order. Once again, that's c60evo.com forward slash redpill78. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right. So yesterday we talked about how Donald Trump is leading in just about every poll. Today we're going to take a look at a poll where Donald Trump is once again leading, this time among young and Hispanic voters. If we take a look at these numbers here, the very first poll of 2024, President Donald Trump is leading resident Joe Biden among Hispanics and young voters, two very important voting demographics. He's also leading Joe among independent voters. And as we said yesterday, he is gaining steam among black voters as we move into the new year. This, of course, spells doom for Joe Biden and the Democrats. It basically means that it will be almost nigh impossible for them to steal this election in the way that they did just a couple of years ago, because they basically had these votes that we're talking about here all locked up. They were able to successfully push all of these very important voting blocks into the bucket for the Democrats. And then on top of that, they inserted hundreds of thousands of fraudulent ballots into the system. So these are groups where Biden is uh, these groups see where Biden is taking the country. Uh, these are groups who are based and red pilled. Trump leads overall among the 1000 voters that were surveyed uh, with 39 percent to Joe Biden's 37 percent uh, and with 17 percent preferring a third party candidate. As long as Donald Trump can continue to maintain that lead and grow that lead as we move closer to November of this year, I think that bodes very, very well, I have to be honest. I think that this is this election is a foregone conclusion. Donald Trump will win. But as stated yesterday, it all depends on how badly they want to cheat. How obvious do they want to make it? If they want to make it real obvious, I think that it's very possible for them to do so. But by doing so, I think that they would literally set this country on fire. President Trump is also once again beating Joe Biden in seven of those key swing states, the largely states that were in contention during the 
the 2020 election, where Donald Trump beat him at that time, but Joe Biden and the Democrat uh, deep state establishment was able to stuff those ballot boxes and uh, essentially steal those elections from Donald Trump. That's what Donald was talking about at the very beginning of the show. Now, Donald Trump also continues to steal the show. Nobody watches these uh, so-called debates with the second-tier candidates, the people who are running against Donald Trump. Uh, and he's going to be doing a uh, an interview here really soon uh, with CNN's GOP primary debate. He's going to be going up against it uh, by hosting a town hall on the same night. So Fox News announced that they are going to be hosting this town hall in Iowa with President Trump at 9 p.m. on Wednesday, January 10th, uh, and that's the same time as the primaries uh, debate between all of the other GOP people who are running. Uh, I tend to believe that, once again, nobody is going to watch those GOP primary debates. People are going to be tuning in to Donald Trump. Uh, if you'll notice, any time that they have something like this on, nobody pays attention to the other one. Everybody pays attention to Donald Trump, and that's very important. Because the entirety of American politics is now based on the concept of Donald Trump. Think about it. You've got candidates who are running against him. You've got candidates who want to be him. You've got candidates who support him. And you've got candidates who oppose him. And the candidates who oppose him are becoming fewer and fewer. Those are basically the established already in office people. The people who are looking to become him uh, are uh, lauding him and his decisions at every chance they get. Uh, the candidates who are attempting to run against him really have to position themselves to look like him if the people are going to be hoped to come over to them in any sense of the word. President Trump has announced a very aggressive expansion of his likely electoral votes that he's hoping to get here in November. He's even going to be specifically going after those states that are traditionally Democrat strongholds, places like in the Northeast with New York and New Jersey. So he sat down with Breitbart News to give this fairly lengthy interview with a lot of really good quotes. And he's talking about his plan to expand the universe of battleground states, states that are not really considered battleground, that are just considered a safe haven for the left. But he plans to aggressively compete in areas where Democrats normally get their pick of the candidates like New York, New Jersey, Virginia, Minnesota and New Mexico. So President Trump thinks that he can overcome the obstacles in these states. And these are states, again, that Republicans have not won in many years in terms of of presidential elections. So what's he going to do? Well, he's going to be holding rallies specifically in these states. He's also going to be working really hard, probably spending a lot of money to try to win them. Now, it may not be as hard as traditional battleground states, places like Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Nevada, Arizona, and Georgia, all states where Donald Trump is polling far and above anybody else that is in this race. So President Trump also threw out the idea of doing a rally in Madison Square Garden. That's obviously right in the heart of Manhattan in New York City. What do you guys think? Uh, after the disastrous performance of the migrant caravan situation coming into New York and Mayor Eric Adams cutting city services and raising taxes and basically kicking out native New Yorkers in uh, lieu of providing shelter for these illegals, do you think the people of New York are ready to have Donald Trump return? I tend to believe so. 
So President Trump said, one of the other things I'm going to do, and I may be foolish for doing it, is I'm going to have a heavy play for New York, heavy play for New Jersey, heavy play for Virginia, heavy play for New Mexico, and a heavy play for a state that hasn't won in years. Minnesota. Trump said in the more than two hour long interview. So let me also say this. Minnesota is heavy on Islamic votes, Muslim votes. These are places where there are a ton of Somali refugees, people from Africa. Uh, and those people are abandoning Joe Biden, as we saw yesterday, because they're upset about his handling of the Hamas Israel situation. If 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 we end up having a landslide Somali vote victory for Donald Trump in Minnesota, I will just have a heck of a time. But what does he actually mean when he says a heavy play for a state like New Jersey or Minnesota or New York? Uh, on top of the rallies, obviously, he's going to be doing a number of speeches in these states, uh, and he's going to be campaigning there as much as he possibly can leading into the general election. I'm going to do rallies. I'm going to do speeches. I'm going to work them. That doesn't mean I'm going to work them as hard as I work for Pennsylvania, where I'm doing very well. He also mocked Joe Biden, called him Mr. Scranton. This is a reference to how Joe Biden currently regularly refers to his childhood in working class Pennsylvania. He also said Biden is such a fake and that there's no way that Biden will beat him in the Keystone State this year. I love it. Uh, Fredo says, I'm looking forward to the 15th, hoping a landslide for Trump in Iowa will lessen the amount of DeSantards I see on my Twitter feed. They are almost more annoying than the libtards. Yeah, I have to agree with you. There is a certain dogged determination when it comes to those DeSantis people, uh, and they just seem to be so disconnected from reality. I'm going to be honest with you, Fredo. I think a lot of them are actually being paid with campaign funds to keep up this false sense of momentum and excitement. Uh, once the 15th is uh, it, Ron DeSantis is completely knocked out in Iowa and it's obvious that Donald Trump is the only candidate. I think that Ron DeSantis's campaign is probably going to fold and then all of that DeSantis money is going to go away. Those people will suddenly come out crying for unity, asking for all of us to come together under the banner of Donald Trump because now they've seen the light. Hmm. So uh, Johnny says he needs to go to Chicago and New York City and even L.A. He's planning on going to New York City. He's going to go to Madison Square Garden. But I, I think you're right. I think that Donald Trump needs to go to as many of these areas as he possibly can. The people of these spots, if they are hardcore Democrats or you know guaranteed Democrat voters, or even if they just don't like Donald Trump, they're not necessarily a Democrat. They need to see Donald Trump in person because I'll tell you what, there is nothing like a Trump rally. Uh, it is infectious. Like you feel the energy in your blood. It's incredible. So. President Trump said that a Trump rally in Madison Square Garden would be in the belly of the beast. Obviously, it's a Democrat stronghold, but it's also obviously a city that is very near and dear to President Trump's heart. New York City would not be what it is without the presence of Trump Tower and all of the other Trump Organization buildings there. Uh, he said that if he does Madison Square Garden, he's going to have Tucker Carlson there. He's going to have Kid Rock. He's going to have Donald Trump Jr. He's going to have Dana White. Uh, and then, of course, there's going to be a UFC fight. Now, remember when President Trump walked into Madison Square Garden at that UFC fight, the entire crowd went nuts. Everybody loved it. They were ready for him. They were begging for him to return. If he did a rally there, 
it would be an even bigger scene. It would be even more people there. Uh, so keep your eyes on President Trump and his plans for the future. I think that this campaign hasn't even hardly begun yet, guys. President Trump never stopped campaigning since day one. He has always been out there. He's always doing rallies. He's always giving speeches. When we see President Trump really kick it up to 11, like really start campaigning, it's going to be something else. Now, uh, I don't know if I talked about this yesterday, but Kevin McCarthy's gone. He left. The 31st was his final day in Congress, and technically he wasn't even at work because, of course, he was on vacation. Well, it should be no surprise to you that after his controller left the building, Steve Scalise finally found the courage to once again endorse President Trump for president. Obviously, that was going to happen. Anybody who wants a future in Washington, D.C. is going to be forced to endorse Donald Trump. I, I know, however, that when it comes down to it, that does not necessarily guarantee that they're going to be sticking around because Donald Trump has been vetting the people that he needs in his administration for the last three years. When we get to Trump administration 2.0, there's going to be a lot of scalps. There's going to be a lot of hides laying out there in front of the White House. And I myself could not be more excited about it. Thank you to Lieutenant Cooker, who says hello, Zach and chat. Hello to you as well. I appreciate you being here, bud. All right. So this story, I am hoping has nothing to do with the Colorado Supreme Court decision to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. A decision that has been stayed, a decision that is not based in any law, fact, or reality, is simply a decision made by four activist judges that were split from the other three who truly do understand the Constitution and the language of the third clause of the 14th Amendment. However, an armed man was arrested early Tuesday morning after breaking into the Colorado Supreme Court. Allegedly, he fired his weapon inside the building. State police have confirmed this. It was reported in an official release. Now, this intrusion at the Supreme Court building occurred in downtown Denver. The assailant, who had previously been involved in a two-vehicle collision nearby, brandished a handgun at another driver, and then I guess he ran off. He then proceeded to shoot out a window on the east side of the Ralph L. Carr Colorado Judicial Center, which is where the Colorado State Supreme Court resides. So he forcefully entered the building, and thank God, doesn't look like they're going to be able to pin any white supremacist uh, MAGA terrorism charges on him. But once he got in there, he confronted an unarmed security guard, and then he stole the keys from the guard, and he got access to other areas of the building, including the seventh floor, where there were some additional shots fired. So uh, this all took place right around 1.15 a.m., and by about two hours later, it was over. The man ended up calling 911 on himself, and he ended up surrendering to authorities outside without any further incident. Uh, the police wanted everybody to know that everything was taken care of, and I, I suppose that you could say that this is probably a symptom of the uh, failure of Democrat rule. Uh, what about this one? In New York, there were some explosions that were reported on Roosevelt Island in New York City's East River. Uh, New York City firefighters responded after the reports of the explosion and the ground shaking at the 580th block of Main Street. I'm not familiar with New York geography, but this is just south of Roosevelt Island Bridge and the tram. Happened early this morning around 6 a.m., 
could have potentially been some homeless people lighting a fire, maybe a, a sewer fire where uh, homeless people were living underground. Who knows? But the explosions did cause some power outages. And Roosevelt Island in New York City's East River is located within the borough of Manhattan. It's just between Manhattan Island to the west and the borough of Queens on Long Island to the east. No further information is available about that, but uh, I think that it's something we're probably going to get an update on. I, I don't think it's too normal. Oh, Midnight Rider, you make an excellent point. Colorado legalized magic mushrooms. Seen people this way when they were flying high. People on psychedelics can do some crazy stuff. Um, you know, I, I don't know how they treat other drugs there, but I don't want to sound preachy, Gus. <laughs> Keep your mind clear. Mm. That's in between Queens and Manhattan, Zach. Kick dreaming. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really can't tell you. I, I, I don't know anything about the geography. Um, you know, if I was in like a helicopter, I could say, hey, that's Manhattan. <laughs> that's about all I could do. All right. Um, so this is a story that we haven't really spoken about. We haven't talked about this. And uh, I think that uh, now that it's kind of come to a conclusion, uh, I'm ready to discuss it. Um, I did mention that the president of Harvard had some um, allegations of uh, 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 plagiarism against her. And because she was a black woman, maybe even a, a black gay woman, she wasn't going to be fired. They had said that, well, you know, it, okay, plagiarism's okay as long as you're, uh, as long as you're black, I guess. And so they, uh, ended up keeping her, but every single day it seemed like more allegations of plagiarism came out. It was almost as if this woman didn't have a single work of her own that was original and produced without the assistance of somebody else's pre-existing work. So nearly 50 allegations of plagiarism. It's finally finally over because she has resigned as the president of Harvard. Uh, and uh, that equals roughly half of her published works. Uh, she will resign earlier this afternoon, brought to an end the shortest presidency in the university's history. Uh, let's see. It's not clear who will be appointed. And the spokesperson for the university declined to comment on that decision to step down. So, Six days, six months and two days is how long she was president of Harvard. And of course, it all started really with her comments uh, about uh, uh, anti-Semitism, I guess. Like there there were open cases of anti I think people were drawn like swastikas and saying, kill all the Jews. And it was people who were support, supporting Hamas or something like that. And she said, oh, it's not a big deal because, you know, they're freedom fighters. So in this instance, it's totally fine. But if those people were blonde haired with blue eyes, my God, they're Nazis. We need to take them to the gas chamber. So. Uh, the reports surrounding her plagiarism goes as far back as her Ph.D. thesis. This is something that you really do not want to be plagiarizing because obviously it's very easy to check. It's published just like a book. Uh, it's going to be a part of your library. It's going to be part of uh, perhaps the library where you went to college. It's going to be all over the place, especially if you're in academia. Fredo says, I read that she legit plagiarized her resignation letter. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Hold on just a second. Okay, hold on. Here is <laughs> Okay, we gotta we gotta figure this one out. Uh Claudine Gay resignation letter plagiarized. 
Um, hang on. Well, we've got the letter. Where did Viva Fry post it? Did he post it on YouTube or did he uh, did he post it on like Twitter or something like that? Let's read the letter and I'll wait for Fredo to answer there. Dear members of the Harvard community, it's with a heavy heart but a deep love for Harvard that I write to share that I will be stepping down as president. This is not a decision I came to easily. Indeed, it has been difficult beyond words because I have looked forward to working with so many of you to advance the commitment to academic excellence that has propelled this great university across centuries. But after consultation with members of the corporation, it has become clear that it is in the best interests of Harvard for me to resign so that our community can navigate this moment of extraordinary challenge with a focus on the institution rather than the individual. I believe in the people of Harvard because I see in you the possibility and the promise of a better future, as long as you don't plagiarize your works. These last weeks have helped me clear the work we need to do to build that future, to combat bias and hate in all its forms, to create a learning environment in which we respect each other's dignity and treat one another with compassion and to affirm our enduring commitment to open inquiry and free expression in the pursuit of truth. I believe we have within us all that we need to heal from this period of tension and division and to emerge stronger. I had hoped with all my heart to lead us on that journey in partnership with all of you. As I now return to the faculty and to the scholarship and teaching that are the lifeblood of what we do, I pledge to continue working alongside you to build the community we all deserve. When I became president... I considered myself particularly blessed by the opportunity to serve people from around the world who saw in my presidency a vision of Harvard that affirmed their sense of belonging, their sense that Harvard welcomes people of talent and promise and every background imaginable to learn from and grow with one another. To all of you, please know that these doors remain open and Harvard will be stronger and better because they do. It is such a singular honor to be a member of this university, which has been my home and my inspiration for most of my professional career. My deep sense of connection to Harvard and its people has made it all the more painful to witness the tensions and divisions that have riven our community in recent months, weakening the bonds of trust and reciprocity that should be our sources of strength and support in times of crisis. Amidst all of this, it has been distressing to have doubt cast on my commitments to confronting hate and to upholding scholarly rigor, two bedrock values that are fundamental to who I am and frightening to be subjected to personal attacks and threats fueled by racial animus. <laughs> As we welcome a new year and a new semester, I hope we can all look forward to brighter days. Sad as I am to be sending this message, my hopes for Harvard remain undimmed. When my brief presidency is remembered, I hope it will be seen as a moment of reawakening to the importance of striving to find our common humanity and of not allowing rancor and vituper vituperation, I don't know that word, vituper vituperation, 
to undermine the vital process of education. I trust we will all find ways in this time of intense challenge and controversy to recommit ourselves to the excellence, the openness, and the independence that are crucial to what our university stands for and to our capacity to serve the world. Sincerely, Claudine Gay. (laughs) Uh, My favorite part is when she is upset about having her commitment to honor, integrity, academic rigor, and combating hate called into question. Well, uh, you know what, Claudine, if you would have just, if you would have just said, hey, it's not cool to talk about ethnic cleansing, I don't care if it's Jews trying to ethnically cleanse Muslims, or Muslims trying to ethnically cleanse Jews, or blacks hating on whites, or whites hating on blacks, just say, everybody get over your shit, stop it. Just cut it out, you know? Get your life together. There are so many more important things to to actually focus on. Case in point, the World Economic Forum, the uh, New World Order, Deep State Agenda. Those things are the ones that they don't want us paying attention to. Okay, so, uh, Fredo, uh, he gave, we have the sauce, Fredo. We have the sauce. Claudine... Claudine, did you plagiarize your letter of resignation? Let's see. Ah, uh, ah, uh, this is from Amuse and Viva Fry. Shock, Disreg- dis- sorry. disgraced Harvard President Gay released her resignation letter this morning. I ran the letter through Grammarly's pra- plagiarism checker, and to my surprise, it found evidence of plagiarism. Full text of her letter is next to the post in this thread. My God, how stupid is this woman? I can't believe she was ever president of Harvard. Here's the thing. I guess if you're stupid enough to plagiarize your Ph.D. almost word for word from another woman of color academic who came before you, uh, and then you are ballsy enough to plagiarize 50% of your entire academic output for the entirety of your career. I mean, why stop now, right, Claudine? Why give up now? I mean, balls to the wall, Claudine. Good for you. You made a commitment and you stuck to it. And you probably promised yourself, I am never going to write a word of my own thoughts ever again. It's always going to be somebody else's. I mean, it's just so much easier that way, isn't it? Andre says... Uh, if her resignation letter was plagiarized, at least she stuck to her guns to the very end. That letter is so gay. Pun intended. Yes, it is. It's as gay as it can get because it's written by Claudine Gay. Anarchist Owl said a Red Pill 78 reads the Chronicles of Narnia fund. That would actually be pretty fun. I, I, I read the Chronicles of Narnia to my daughter when she was little. Lots of reading. Uh, Serter says, I bet she changed her name, too. Come on, being woke and named gay. I I thought that maybe that was a little too on the nose, to be quite honest with you. I thought there's no way. There's no way that's her real name. (laughs) But, I mean, it's it's true. I mean, people named gay all the time. All right. We've got a couple of stories. I'm going to check up on uh, the the progress of Democrat politicians all around the country. I was just thinking about this because we started off talking about MAGA politicians who are being forced out of office down here in Florida because they don't want to have to worry about defending their families. If it was me, you know what? I might just run for one of these positions now because – and I know Lisa's not going to like this. But, you know, we don't have any kids here. 
the only thing that I have to worry about is Lisa being safe, and I've been trying to get her to really learn how to use a gun for quite some time. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll go ahead and we'll talk about it. Chances are she's going to shut me down as soon as I bring it up. But... We have a series of Democrat politicians coming to uh, Jesus, if you will, either getting based or just getting uh, completely glossed over like this woman right here, Gloria Torres. She is a convicted ballot harvester. Well, that doesn't matter, apparently, in San Luis, Arizona, because she was just appointed vice mayor and she pled guilty in June of 2023 in a ballot abuse case. Wow. I mean, I guess it's great that some people can get a second chance. But what is San Luis, Arizona? Any San Luis, Arizona residents out there in the audience, I'd like to hear from you. They are a small border community, and they're embroiled in this controversy surrounding the appointment of Gloria Torres. And since she was convicted of ballot abuse back in June of 2023, she's now been narrowly appointed. It was a four to three vote, very reminiscent of President Trump's, um, you know, uh, or the decision on the Colorado Supreme Court for Four, four, keeping him off, and then three against taking him off. Now, the city council meeting was just held on December 13th, so it's been a couple of weeks, and I would imagine they've had the opportunity to maybe think about what it is they're doing. My question is, who are these people to Gloria? Are they aware of her history as a convicted ballot trafficker? She was... Let's see. During the regular city meeting, Mayor Neves Rydell and the city council appointed Gloria to the new vice mayor position. Former vice mayor Louis E. Cabrera recommended the motion to appoint council member Gloria Torres as vice mayor. And then the motion was seconded by council member Matthias Rosales and then appoint and then approved by four votes to three nay votes. Um, she was first elected back in 2000 to the council. Currently serving her third full term. Why didn't they kick her off when she was convicted of ballot harvesting? While she was on the council, she's advocated for the improvement of parks. Good for her. Streets. I totally take it. I mean, we don't have enough of that. And also infrastructure. Well, awesome. But apart from serving on the San Luis City Council, she's also been an active member of Comité de Bien Estar, National Association of Latino Elected Officials. Why have they not said anything about this? And also the League of Arizona Cities and Towns. But she had also served on the Gadsden Elementary School District Number 32 Governing Board, the Western Arizona Council of Government Regional Council on Aging, and the Yuma County Advisory Board. So she's had quite a bit of experience working uh, in a, a variety of service positions. But Upon relinquishing the duties and responsibilities of being vice mayor, council member Louis E. Cabrera said, serving as the city's vice mayor for the past year has been an honor and a privilege. I am thrilled to be appointed vice mayor of the city of San Luis. This decision, of course, is just about six months after she pled guilty. Uh, now, the revelations of her guilt in this uh, ballot harvesting scheme that was in- uncovered through an investigation by the Arizona Attorney General's Office and assisted by the Yuma County Sheriff's Office showed that there was local figures like David Lara and Gary Garcia Snyder 
who had set up a hidden camera and captured incriminating video surveillance outside of the San Luis polling station. So the footage that they were able to obtain contributed to the conviction of the former San Luis mayor, Guillermo Fuentes, and then, of course, resident Alma Yadira Juarez. This was back in 2022, so hot on the heels of the fraud of the 2020 election. Now, Gloria Lopez Torres and Nadia Guadalupe Lizarraga Mayoraquin, also known as Nadia Buchanan, well, thank you for that one, were each indicted with two Class 6 felonies for conspiracy and ballot abuse. These indictments allege that Torres collected nearly seven early ballots from Nadia Guadalupe Lizaguara Mayorkin in the 2020 primary election, and Lizarraga Mayorkin collected at least one ballot from Floor Island Castaneda. This is not as big a deal as it possibly could be. Why are they going after these women who are probably gathering their friends' ballots? Six ballots, one ballot? I mean, what about the people who were collecting hundreds of ballots, like every single day? It was reported previously that Gloria Torres had uh, received search warrants at the nonprofit office, the Committee de Bienestar in San Luis, and law enforcement had been looking for evidence of fraud in the 2020 election. I'm glad about that. That's good. But where did it go after that? Gloria Torres was the San Luis City Council member and the elementary school district board. She had faced recall last year. This was stemming from her ties to a former board member and the ex-mayor of San Luis, Arizona, Guillermo Fuentes. Oh, look at her. Do you remember her? I remember covering this at the time. Uh, the Guillermo Fuentes was convicted of a felony in 2022. This was not a small ballot harvesting operation. This was a very sophisticated ballot operation that was taking place in San Luis. Now, she was originally indicted on two class four felonies for forgery and conspiracy, a class five felony of ballot abuse and a class six felony of ballot abuse. She pled guilty to only one class six felony for ballot abuse. That's despite the fact that she trafficked a whole bunch of ballots. She forged a lot of signatures on ballots and the charges for ballot signature forgery were dropped. This is what upsets me because they could have gotten her on every single one of these charges. And if they had, then maybe she would have been motivated to give more information about the larger scope of this ballot trafficking operation. But perhaps since it is a border community, the Mexican mafia, the cartel is somehow involved in that ballot harvesting and trafficking operation. I mean, obviously, it's in the cartel's interest to keep these Democrats in power in all of these border communities, because then they can come and go as they please. They can go ahead and traffic drugs into the United States of America. They can get your kids hooked on dope. Now, despite Torres's guilty plea to ballot abuse, this resulted in a two-year probationary period. The council felt that Torres was suitable for the role of vice mayor. Gary Garcia Snyder, who's currently running for the Arizona House of Representatives in District 25, told the Arizona Daily Independent, I am both outraged and disappointed that a convicted ballot abuser has been elevated to this leadership position. The fact that a majority of the council appears to have so little regard for our laws is an insult to residents, particularly in the Latino community. We are tied. We are tired of this type of corruption and the Democrats so blatantly parading it in our faces. Let me just suggest that they actually go after the people who are committing these crimes with a little bit more fervor, a little bit more vigor 
actually give these people the jail time that they deserve. Because the only way that people are going to stop doing these things, because they're making good money doing it, let's be honest, the only way they're going to stop is if it's no longer profitable for them to do it. If they have to spend two, four, six years in prison because they worked to steal an election, if they worked to traffic in these ballots, then good God, we need to start doing it. Uh, let me see... Uh, number one Indiana dad says, Lisa, 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 for governor, you will look down on the little guy. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. I, I, are you, are you talking about Lisa, like real Red Pill 78 <laughs> girlfriend? Um, yes. And then Fredo says, it almost seems like Dems have fraud offs in the same way that MAGA has cook offs. Yeah. Whereas Fredo, we're trying to make the best chili and just like hanging out with our neighbors. These guys are getting a whole bunch of illegals and homeless people together and paying them $20 per ballot for a different signature every single time. Here, here, sign this, sign this, sign this. And then they probably buy them some drugs too. So anyways, this is a major problem. The Democrats simply don't care. Uh, and to be really frank, unfortunately, the Republicans who are in charge and able to do something about it, they don't seem to care either. This is all part of the larger scope of the plan that must come to fruition when Donald Trump comes back into office. People have got to be removed. Accountability has to be given. We must have recompense. We must get what we deserve, which is justice. And those people must get what they deserve, which is the short end of the stick. They need to get what's coming to them. So here is a situation where a New Jersey mayor is a little crusty, a little bit prickly about the fact that illegal aliens are getting bust in from Texas. He says that, uh, wow, these, these migrants could be armed. They're a major security and a health risk. Well, Where the hell have you been for the last 20 years when the border communities that uh, were largely absorbing these illegal populations, where were you when they were the ones who were taking the brunt of your policies? See, every single sanctuary city inside the United States was a giant shining beacon of light to these illegals coming from all over the world. They said, I'm going to go to Minnesota. I'm going to go to New Jersey. I'm going to go to New York. Why? Because the Democrats turned that neon sign on and said, come here. We'll take care of you. We'll cut you a check. We'll give you a free place to live. We'll even give you a bridge card. You're not going to want for anything. At the same time, they're kicking Americans out of their accommodations, not having social services available for them, simply allowing native peoples to get addicted to drugs and alcohol and destroy their lives. And at the end of the day, they are beyond help. But the Democrat mayor of Edison, New Jersey, Sam Joshi, he sounded like a MAGA Republican when he was talking about the very, very clear and present dangers of these migrants Illegal aliens coming across the border and being shipped to his town. Edison Township police officers did not know if any of those 40 individuals were carrying weapons. They couldn't be identified. That's a major problem. That's a major security risk. It's a health risk, and we're not going to tolerate it. Well, no one in America should tolerate it. And I have to say, I, I have mentioned this a number of times. I thought it was funny the first time Texas and Florida sent illegals up to Martha's Vineyard or sent them to Chicago or sent them to New York City. <laughs> Got him. Got him. That's good. Great. Good job. Really funny. Except it's not funny anymore because these people are getting through. 
They should not be able to get through the southern border at all. There should be people waiting to send them back to wherever it was that they came from. They're putting them on planes. They're sending them up to New York. They're sending them up to Chicago. They're sending them up to Martha's Vineyard. Put them on a plane and take them out to the middle of the Atlantic. I don't care. Just get them out of the United States of America. Do not allow them to stay here. Plop them back over on the other side of the wall. Put them over on the other side of the border. You've got enough people there that can probably be watching these very, very tight pinch points where the illegals are just streaming over. Put enough people on the border to actually take care of this. I know that we we employ enough people. It's not a matter of of bodies. It's a matter of will, and it's a matter of planning. And I am very pleased at the moves that Texas has made recently to start getting their own sort of immigration squad in place. But, my God, it cannot come soon enough. We're talking tens of thousands of people that are coming through on a regular basis, millions of people annually. Uh, I, I think I read that just the illegals that the Biden regime has had contact with – Like, it's like 17 uh, Yankee stadiums, 17 full Yankee stadiums. Those are the people that have actually had contact. The ones outside of that, (laughs) we have no way of quantifying. We don't know. Millions and millions of people. You can even be a Swedish wetback. (laughs) What is that? You can be a Mexican wetback. You can be an Indian wetback. Yes. Anybody who crosses the river. I mean, technically, that's exactly what it means. All right. So look at this. This is uh, this is uh, our, our old stomping grounds, honey. I wanted to I, I brought this uh, story up because of you. So uh, we just had a, a newly sworn in Democrat mayor in Akron, Ohio. He's probably very happy that little children are going to be able to get puberty blockers and uh, testosterone or estrogen injections and then have their penises or vaginas uh, sewn up strangely by the time they're in their teen, teen years. But This new Democrat mayor, his name is Shamus Malik. This is in Akron, Ohio. He's one of the first orders of businesses when he got into office. Remember, Akron, Ohio. Okay, what do you think the big problems are facing Akron, Ohio? I mean, I can tell you. Uh, I mean, it's like lack of uh, lack of employment, mm, lack of adequate uh, 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 city infrastructure. Like there's a whole bunch of pressing issues, but. If you work for Mayor Shamus Malik, then you're in luck if you think that diversity, equity, and inclusion, and yes, climate change, is the first thing that he should be working on. I have a hard time believing that the residents of Akron, Ohio, are going to feel very good about this. This is one of uh, the just most tone-deaf decisions that I've heard from a modern-day politician in recent times. I mean, diversity, equity, inclusion is is ruining everything. If they start hiring based solely upon diversity, equity, and inclusion, Akron is not going to be any better off than they are right now. They're in a bad way, and this is going to make them even worse. Uh, he is, of course, thinks he thinks he's reaching out to these voters who who elected him. Uh, you know, Akron is uh, it, it's a it's an inner city, right? Largely, I mean, there's you know some nicer neighborhoods, but I mean, it's it's. It's the it's the Rust Belt, right? 
and so he's looking at uh, the people who live there, and he's thinking, well, you know, I want to make sure that they keep me around. So I'm just going to say, hey, I'm going to start hiring based on uh, the color of your skin and uh, who you who you go home with at night. He created this new th- these three cabinet positions, uh, which includes the director of diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, and then also the director of sustainability and resiliency. Uh, and uh, Esther Thomas is going to be serving as his director of DEI. Casey Shevlin will be the director of the new climate-focused office. And then Stephanie Marsh will join as the director of communications. Let's just take a look and see if these are POCs or not. Mm. Oh, (laughs) Fredo, did you see this? The attorney general, who's a black woman, of Massachusetts said that there was nothing wrong with the Asian mayor of Boston's whites not allowed holiday party. This did not violate the laws of discrimination, even though white people were discriminated against by this party being held. Uh, yeah, so nothing wrong here, nothing to see here. Let's see, Esther Thomas, Akron, DEI, let's see. Mm. Looks like Esther might be a POC. Yep. She is the director of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Girl, go. Uh oh, Casey Shevlin. Casey Shevlin is a white woman. Malik, you're slipping, boy. You're slipping. She originally is from New York City. She received her bachelor's degree in English from Emanuel College and a master's degree in English from the University of Akron. Stephanie Marsh, director of communications. What do you think? <laughs> Racial profiling bingo. What do you guys think? Uh, oh, it's a they, them. It's a they, them. <laughs> why would Stephanie Marsh, why would you call me ma'am? Why would you think that I'm a ma'am? Mash got a bachelor's, uh, Marsh got a bachelor of arts degree from Kent State University. Um, <laughs> yeah, and graduated magnum summa cum laude. Uh, then was working for Mayor Dan Horrigan's communications team back in 2019. Uh, a senior customer content specialist at PR Newswire. Well, this is one of, this is one of the, the, the censors at PR Newswire that tells what stories they're going to allow to go out to the newswires. Uh, also president of Sision's global LGBTQ plus employee research group. Well, <laughs> what gender may they be? I, I, I mean, I'm assuming it's a, it's a woman because it's Stephanie. <laughs> but I, I don't know. They don't use. Yes, they do say she, she, she. In the last year, she's been responsible for creating and launching the city's new website, implementing Zen City as the city's first data-driven engagement platform, maintaining the city's weekly newsletter, and rebranding citywide communications. She's got to add a rainbow to all the graphics. Uh, we've got Patricia Porter, a digital media assistant. Click the bingo card, and then we're done. All right, so we've got two black women, one they, them, and then... Just one white woman. So he gets a pass. He's he's obviously going to get uh, his racial bingo card all clicked off. He's got a bingo. And his name, he's Mayor Malik Shamas Malik. All right. Well, <laughs> the people of Akron. Anybody out there, a resident of Akron, I would really be interested to know what you guys think about this. Uh, I don't know enough about the political makeup of Akron uh, to really tell you 
if the election of uh, Shamus Malik or Malik Shamus is uh, legit or anything like that. Uh, but I tend to think that any time diversity, equity and inclusion and the climate crisis is at the top of the per- people's list when they do their hiring, uh, it's a guaranteed recipe for disaster. So Akron. Uh, I'm so happy that I'm not uh, in that situation any longer. I feel for you. Uh, I hope that when J.R. Majewski is elected uh, to Congress that, oh, my God, I just got a Charlie horse. Oh, I hope that J.R. Majewski can address some of those things. Okay. Uh, Maryland Major Patrick Wohan. I think I talked about that when it very, when the very first time it happened, but let me pull up Patrick and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna make sure that it is who I'm thinking it is. Uh, thank you, Midnight Rider. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I talked about when this guy got busted. Yeah. He was a big friend of, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. Hmm, let me see. He was allowed to resign. That was the other thing. Look at this article from CNN. Maryland mayor resigns after being arrested on more than 50 counts of child pornography. Patrick Wojan, the mayor of College Park, Maryland, resigned after authorities arrested him on 56 counts of CP. This guy was a sicko. And he is... I think he, think he's pretty sure he's in jail. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen anything on him for a while. Uh, former Dem mayor who called Pete Buttigieg his mentor, yes, sentenced to 30 years in prison over child sex abuse material. Look at them. They're just a little too friendly, don't you think? What does Pete Buttigieg know? Pete, how well did you know Patrick Wojan? I would love to ask Pete Buttigieg that question. Pete, tell me. Did you ever have dinner at Patrick Wojan's house? You and Patrick ever hang out after work? What kind of stuff did you guys get up to? All right. So, I, I, you guys, before we go, I, I actually have a video I wanted to play for you. This is a, a, a another song from High Res. Uh, the guy who did the, the awesome Trump songs that I, that I did before. But before we... Before we see the song, I just need to remind you, please, if you can, consider supporting the sponsors of the latter half of the program. First, beginning with my friend at OnenessDrops.com. OnenessDrops.com, of course, is your source for chlorine dioxide water purification kits. You get them in two parts. You use chlorine dioxide to make unsafe, dirty water, completely potable and safe to drink. Drop the drops in, mix it up, and you're good to go. The ability to make clean, fresh water could mean the difference between life and death. When you go to OnenessDrops.com, the link is in the description of this video, make sure you use code RP78 to save 15% off your order and use my code every time you order so that you will continue to get that discount. Obviously, it does support the program in a very small way. Also, when you go to MyPillow.com, you can use code RP78 to save up to 80% off. Right now, Mike has his New Year specials going. These are American-made products designed in America. America, produced in America, completely 100% America first. Mike Lindell is also the only person of his stature that I'm aware of that is fighting for election integrity and literally putting everything on the line. Mike Lindell is a real American patriot, and of course, he's also sober too. So, 
Uh, thank you very much to Mike Lindell for supporting the program. Also, when you go to preparewithredpill78.com, you can get a four-week supply of emergency food for $60 off. This is my website for my Patriot Supply. You don't have to use a code when you go to preparewithredpill78.com. It will automatically put the discount on there. These are uh, 2,000 calories per day, uh, up to 21 different varieties of food, breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Uh, it's good for 25 years, so even if you're not planning on eating it anytime soon, this is the kind of thing that you can feel good about having on hand and just making sure that it's there in case the proverbial ish does hit the fan. You never know what's going to happen this year, so make sure you can make your own food, make your own water, and as we've talked about on many occasions, you want to have uh, silver, gold, and lead as well. And then finally, don't forget about C60 Evo, c60evo.com forward slash redpill78. And when you use code redpill78, you'll save 10% off your order. Uh, and don't waste power.com. That link is also in the description below. So without further ado, let's go ahead and watch Joe Biden's latest hit. It's called Come On, Man. Let's take a listen. It's your boy, Joe Rogan. I mean, Joe, Joe Biden, Joe, Joe Namath. Barack Obama's read me. And this is my new song. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Me and Hunter got matching tattoos. When we got money from Ukraine, gas companies, they paid in cash too. I was the first man to land on the moon. I invented the fork and spoon. The leader of a whole damn platoon. I helped Michael Jackson write his tunes. I was there at George Washington's birth. And when Peter invented the church, I taught Kelly Slater to surf. I'm the greatest president on earth. I was there when Abe Lincoln was shot. Me and Bob Norley smoked pot. Used to be a fireman and cop. I was there when 50 Cent was shot. Kids rubbed the hair on my legs. I'm the one who got out of debt. Robert Byrd was my good friend. Eulogized him when he was dead. Yeah, he was in the KKK. Who cares? Just vote them. You ain't black if you don't vote for me. Yeah, that's actually what I said. I was arrested during civil rights. Never mind, I was with the whites. I used to drive an 18-wheeler. I taught Mike Tyson how to fight. Three-letter word, J-O-B-S. No time for your BS. Check my face, I always seem stressed. I need a break, is it recess? Why are stairs so hard to climb? Like Logan Paul and KSI, I'm in my prime. High res, help me write these rhymes. 2 p.m., it's my nap time. You're a dog-faced lion pony soldier. Come on, man, let me sniff your kid. Whoops, whoops, I already did. If you don't vote for me, you're so mid. I went to an all-black college. Top of my class, I have knowledge. I'm so Polish, I'm mean Polish. I used to work at the Olive Garden. I can relate to the people of Mali. How can I make this thing about me? My garage burnt down. Almost lost my wife. My Corvette and Audi. Four kids are just as bright as whites. Come on, man. Uncle Joe is right. I'm honest, Abe. I never lie. Me and Taylor Swift are really tight. I'll lead a strategy mobilizing. True and international of Russia. So if you want Biden 2026, vote for me this September. You're a blind, dark-faced pony soldier. Ponies, come on, man. You're a blind, dark-faced pony soldier. Come on, man. You're a lying, dog-faced pony soldier. Ponies, come on, man. You're a lying, dog-faced pony soldier. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the best part about that song is that Hi-Rez didn't even have to write most of the lyrics. Joe Biden said all of that stuff, basically. Oh, hey. <laughs> 
Didn't see you there. So, guys, I really had a change of heart. I was really wrong over the last few years. Why Joe Biden is the greatest president of all time. I made this book, and I want to try to convince you guys, too. So, as you can see on page one, um, this, is, this is for sure. That in my opinion, I start off with some of the most convincing arguments about why he's the best. But if you go to, let's see. Page it's just an two, empty book. This, I mean, it's really hard to decide between pages two and three, but... As you can see, there's a whole bunch of pages of why I think Joe Biden is the greatest president of all time. So if you want to convince your friends the same thing, make sure you head over to presidentbidenbook.com and grab yourself one before they're gone. I appreciate y'all. Peace. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. Oh, what a way to end the show. Okay, let me make sure I'm not missing anything over here. No thing... Uh Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Lieutenant Cooker, thinking of crossing the border myself to get Benny's, Zach. Uh, Esther G says, thank you, Zach. Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie. Asquatch says, a can for the awesome English accent. Uh, and that is it over there. And then I don't think that we got anything on Cash App or on uh, uh, Ko-Fi. Yep, that'll be it. All right, you guys. Uh, I will be back tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern and then again at 9 p.m. on uh, at Altered State. Also, tonight I'm going to be appearing on a program on Amp News. I'll be sharing the link to that on my social media. Uh, I appear at the very beginning of the show. I think there's like maybe like five to seven minutes worth of news. Uh, it was with a woman who, um, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with her, I can't remember her name, but uh, I'll share everything in the, the links when I get the links from them. So, please, thank you very much for being here, thanks for supporting the show, thank you to everybody, hope you had a, a happy Christmas, a merry new year, and uh, 2024 is going to be lit, so get ready. Good luck, and God bless. I did miss some stuff over on Rumble. Uh, 
Fredo. No, I'm just Indian, number one Indiana dad. My pronouns are Christian, conservative, patriot. Amen to that, bro. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. 
Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.